Welcome to Juggling with Flowers podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Lori of Ava Flora. Ava Flora is a full-service boutique florist located in the historical town of Cold Spring Harbor, New York. We specialize in creating refined, garden-inspired floral designs for gift orders, weddings, and events. On the podcast, you will hear what goes on behind the scenes at Ava Flora, interviews with guests within the wedding industry, Q&As, and the journey of a husband and wife-owned flower shop. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey guys, today is a special episode with a very special guest, Cameron of Cameron Brook Events. So before we get into it, uh, Lori's going to give a brief bio of Cameron. Yeah, so Cameron is a full-service wedding planner and designer based in Chicago and New York City, and she's also available for travel. She specializes in crafting refined, romantic, and personalized weddings through cohesive designs and thoughtful details. So we thought Cameron would be a great guest to have on the podcast just because her design aesthetic is super gorgeous. We have experience in working with her and we thought that she would bring a lot of value. So we really hope that you enjoy this episode. And she did a lot of wisdom and a lot of insight. So enjoy yeah. it guys. Yeah, thank you. Hi Cameron, are you there? Hi, I am. Hi. All right. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being our first wedding planner guest. We're we're really excited. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, me too. Great. So I think it's it's we were saying the other day how it's funny how we discovered you and and met you. I feel like you kind of you popped up onto the scene out of nowhere and your your feed just like caught my eye like your instagram your portfolio everything was just so beautiful and i just was i said to mike we have to meet this girl yeah the same <laughs> happened for me i actually remember um seeing your your page on instagram and i came across a bouquet that i loved and i thought i needed to reach out to you and just meet you and hear more about you and it, i think we clicked pretty well pretty fast yeah i think so too and I really appreciate how just your your overall aesthetic is, there's kind of like a, a simplicity to it. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a modern simplicity. Yeah, like I like I like things to be feminine and beautiful, but not overly styled and uh, just like easy on the eyes. Yeah, I like that. Well, so why don't you why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about you, your company, and what inspired you to start your business? Sure. So my name is Cameron. I am the owner of Cameron Brook Events, uh, a wedding planning and design company. I have offices in Chicago and New York City, and plan weddings throughout the country. Um, so my journey was actually a little bit different. In college, I studied journalism and really wanted to be an editor for a fashion magazine. And after I had an internship at Cosmo, I learned pretty quickly that I didn't really want to pursue that career anymore, but I really loved fashion. Um, so first I worked for a jewelry brand and then I transitioned into skincare as an analyst. And you know, it's, it might be kind of surprising, but I really love numbers and Excel and analytics. Um, but at the same time, I was just missing being creative. And during that time, I was also designing my own wedding and fell in love with that process and was curious about taking it on as a career. Um, and I saw that Lori Aaron's, she's a 
a wedding planner in San Francisco. I saw she was doing a masterclass and thought that could be the perfect opportunity for me to see if this is something I really wanted to move forward. And at her masterclass, I had a lot of one-on-one time with some of the big players in the industry, like photographers and publications. And um, it ultimately inspired me to take that leap. And when I got back from the trip, I just resigned from my job and decided to start the company kind of, you know, without any business. I didn't have any clients at the time and I just wanted to go for it. That's amazing. So you took that class after you planned your own wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I was curious and I didn't know if, you know, I would enjoy planning other people's weddings or if it was just myself. So um, I just wanted to learn a little bit more and like what the experience would be like planning a wedding for other people. Um, And that ended up being a great experience for me and kind of helped me take that, take that jump. Wow. I'm impressed. I didn't, I didn't realize that's how the timeline worked. I, because your wedding is, was just so stunning, just so well put together. So I would have guessed you took that class first and then that helped you plan your wedding. But it sounds like maybe this is, this was your destiny. You have a natural talent (laughs) for it. (laughs) Well, thank you. You know, it's a learning process for sure. Um, I'm still learning so much, but Lori Aarons has been a mentor for me since I've um, went to her masterclass. She's, she's been so good to me. And I think that has really helped me start off in a really great place. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong at all with taking classes and, and, and learning. I mean, we've taken classes, I've taken design classes over the years, even after opening the store to just kind of refine and my aesthetic or it's to learn about right. mechanics and you could, cause you can really never stop learning. So. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, and it's also, so I appreciate it so much when people are willing to share their knowledge and don't keep it to themselves. Right. Exactly. All right. Great. That's so interesting that you're, it makes sense now that you're like a numbers person and you enjoy yeah. Excel and all that because you very organized. Yeah, you, you, I'm sure you have to be as a wedding planner. Yeah, you do. And I think um, there are designers that are, you know, super creative. And, um, and then there are planners that are very organized. Um, I think I'm a little bit of both. But yeah, I before this job, when I was working as an analyst, I spent my entire day in Excel. And I get excited over Excel tips and tricks. So um, people might be just like surprised by that. But um, I think it has helped me in my job now just to, you know, like when creating budgets or timelines, I'm very thoughtful in you know, how I do it. And yeah, I think I think it I think it has helped me for sure. Yeah, I'm sure that it's, it's great to have a little bit of both like a balance of both ends of that spectrum, the creative and then the the organization end of it because we talk right we talk a lot about that on the podcast on like it's not just well in in our industry it's not just the design work it's you know that's a small part of the whole thing you know right and to have that skill stack is um it's just overlooked and nobody really wants to uh, tackle that right i mean even being a business owner too you you need to be on top of your numbers and um you know what's driving your business where are you getting your leads from and taking the time to analyze that and, you know, be a successful 
businesswoman. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what, so like, cause we get asked, like you'd be surprised. Like we have clients that ask us if we have um, planners that we can recommend. And then the question always comes up, well, what, what exactly does a planner do? And my answer right. is always a lot, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a lot of stuff, but I'm sure it, it definitely ranges because there are planners that do styling and then planners that just really plan logistics. Um, what, but what free from you and your business, what would you say, like, how would you describe the services that you provide to clients? Yeah. So I offer two main services. The first and the most popular one is full service planning and design, uh, which basically means I'm there for everything and anything related to their wedding. So that's things like vendor recommendations, creating a budget, uh, creating a design, timeline management, and of course, executing the day of. Um, I find that most people, they want, they want it all and they need someone to help them from the very beginning to the end. The other service I offer is design and styling. So this is for the couple who just needs me for design services. So I'll create the mood board um, and just build out a full cohesive design. And I would be involved in all of the design related decisions. So tabletop rentals, floral design, stationery, um, and it can even be like their fashion, what they're wearing, their dresses. So anything that is, you know, design related, that's, that's where I come in. So for those clients that are just going with that, the design service, are you there the day of the wedding or are you just kind of helping them up leading up to that point? No, yeah, I'm also there for the day of the wedding. So I would help style their stationery and their accessories um, and even styling their tables and making sure that everything looks good the day of. I don't know that I could just not come to the day of and hope it all looks right. I think I, I would need to be there. Right. Yeah. To, Cause there, see it through. there are important logistics behind that as well. Like how, how we're folding the napkin and right. there, there's just so many details and, and yeah, it's great for, for you to be there to execute it properly instead of handing it off to somebody else that, right. Um, that might not do it the same, you know, handle it the best way that you would. Yeah. And there's like other things too design related that are really important to me. Like I want all of the chairs to be perfectly straight and mm. all of the forks to be straight and things like that are important and really make the wedding like go above and beyond and not just, you know, a pretty wedding, but it's really spectacular and perfect. Right. Yeah. That's definitely a big, a big pet peeve of mine. Um, just like the chairs, like even for the ceremony, just the way the chairs yeah. are, are lined up in the mm -hmm. rows and because some we've been at some venues that you know they're they're high-end venues but then their their chairs aren't set up properly in the rows and then we always end up straightening them out and it, right you know because I, I think that's a, a huge detail that's very important yeah I mean your time could be spent better than <laughs> straightening the chairs <laughs> right but yeah when you see a photo like professional photography and you see the chairs are crooked or, you know, like a plate is chipped or things like that. It, it just really irks me. <laughs> right. Yeah. T totally relate to that. And yeah. So how long would you say the planning process takes? It's probably different for each set of, for, for both yeah. those different services. Yeah. So 
I usually do full service planning and design. Um, and in that case, most people bring me on a year to a year and a half in advance. Wow. Um, but the earlier, the better, because when people hire me first, even before their venue, I can be a part of that, that search for their venue and guide them in that really big decision. Mm -hmm. And what's also nice about bringing me on earlier is that we get first pick of the vendors. So the top plan, uh, the top like photographers and florists, they all book pretty quickly. So when I'm part of the picture earlier, we get our top pick, which is always nice. Um, but that's not to say that I haven't done a wedding in six months. I've done that too. Um, you just have to act, you know, act quickly and book the big vendors at the very beginning. Right. And then do you ever have clients that come to you and, are, and already have a vision set in place? Or are you, do you just like to work from scratch? Um, so it kind of varies. Most people come to me with a basic idea of what they want. You know, sometimes it's like a color or they want a specific type of venue. Maybe they want to get married in a museum or um, they want something like a ballroom, but usually they don't come to me with like a full design in mind. Um, occasionally I'll get a full Pinterest board of photos. Um, you know, I don't, I don't usually like to work off of Pinterest because I don't like to recreate someone else's wedding, but right. um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> when that, when that happens, I usually just use that as a, a guide um, and look at the type of style that they like. Um, and then I'll create a unique concept with a mood board. And in my mood boards, I try to use photos that are not wedding related. Um, I just find that when you use photos that are inspired by things like, um, you know, home decor, architecture, travel, nature, things like that, you come up with an idea that's a lot more unique and not something that you've seen all over Instagram and Pinterest. Mm -hmm. So when I meet my clients first, I try to learn a little bit about them. So like what they do for a living or their hobbies and interests. Um, I'll even ask them where they shop or what their home decor looks like, because that helps me understand what their style is. Um, so I don't want to create a mood board and it's totally off of what they're envisioning. Right. So um, those types of things really help me and I'll create something that reflects their personalities a little bit more. Um, and so that's, that's how we, that's how I work. Usually I like to see if they have any inspiration, but I don't like to only use that or um, try to recreate a wedding that, that they send me. Right. That's a really good tip to use. Cause we, we get that a lot, obviously. I mean, a lot of right. people do that. They, they take mm -hmm. images off Pinterest from other weddings and, that's one of my bigger pet peeves is like, you know, why do you want to recreate something that was already created? And it's not like, it's not personalized to you. And right. I get it. Cause you know, a lot of those pictures aren't pictures. They're beautiful. I mean, they're, they're amazing, but right. to, to pull from nature and architecture and, and other, other eras of art, that's a really good right. tip. Yeah. I, I really, that that's, that's a really good way to look at it. So how do you, um, what's the method like how do you direct them in that direction how do you get them in that direction yeah sometimes it's a challenge because um they'll you know they'll send me photos 
oh, I like this, or I really like this arrangement. I like exactly how these chairs with this linen and these flowers look, um, or even like an exact invitation suite they'll send me. Um, so I try to say that is beautiful. Like, what do you like about it? Do you like, how does it make you feel? Or like when you walk into your reception, do you want it to feel very romantic? Or are you wanting a really fun and lively party? Like I try to understand the way they want it to feel and then guide them in in that and not really, well, let's let them do this exact color palette with those chairs. Like, I know you like that, so let's do it. I like to then give them other options and other ways to see it. Um, it is hard though, because sometimes I don't want to like completely crush their dreams and say, no, I don't want to recreate that wedding. But um, at the same time, I just try to share with them that it's, it's a good idea to create something that's very personalized to them. And when people come and their guests go to their wedding, they say, yes, this is very much like this couple. Like I, mm. yeah. I, that's how I want their guests to come in and say, yeah, this feels exactly like them. And um, it just feels warm and inviting and very, very much their personalities. And I try to explain that approach. And I think, I think that helps them understand my perspective. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. We, we definitely, I, I can definitely relate to what you're saying. I think it, it's good in the beginning to communicate that, like what your approach is and how that works. And then, I mean, my the one word I can stand is when couples use the word exactly like I want yeah. exact bouquet and, and I cringe a little inside I'm like there's there's no exact I mean well, yeah more relating to florals I guess because it depends on seasonal availability and, and so much right you know in regards to that but I just in the past I used to get like really kind of like stressed out I'm like oh my gosh like how am I going to create this exact bouquet but now I just really try to put myself in their shoes. I think when couples say that, they're just really excited that they found something that they really like. And they're like, yeah, yes, that's this is true. exactly <laughs> it. Like, this is it. And it's like, but then the challenge is to explain to them, well, let's take this and, and, and create something, use this as inspiration, create something unique for you that's related right. to this. Because yeah. I feel like two big factors come into it. One, not everybody has that artistic eye. Right. And right. two, the big, the, which I think is the bigger part problem of it is that people have a hard time visualizing it. Yes, you that's so it? true. It's very, it's very hard to replicate that on, on a proposal or, you know, any image you pull off the internet, you know, to replicate that in real life, it's, it's hard to do. For a lot yeah, of that's a really good point. Even when I create my mood boards and they do have photos of, beautiful architecture or a painting or something like that. They don't really see how that can then turn into a wedding. So mm. um, I definitely understand, understand that point. And I still sometimes, you know, would like to know how to, how to convey that to my clients and say, take this, this is inspiration and kind of like, trust me to, create something with your vision in mind but yeah um, it is a struggle I always say I wish there was a program like when you watch like um, like a home renovation shows or whatever and, and they yeah. do like those computer images of before and after but they do it oh know, yeah <laughs> I wish there was a way that you could do that 
with like yeah. the wedding industry. Just I tried. Then, then you would show them, you know, it would be so right. cool. Like, I don't know. Like, look at how we can bring this to life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. a mock-up of sorts. So, yeah, right. yeah. So I, I tried to do that um, as I build out the design board. I, I tried to kind of like create a collage of sorts of these are your linens and your chairs and your, uh, you know, some flowers that are, you know, might be in your, in your arrangements. And so they can kind of visualize it, but it's, it's hard to, to show that to your clients. I, I get that. Yeah. But I do think the mock-up helps. That's true. Like an actual floral mock-up really helps them see, okay, yes, they understand my vision and this is what it will look like. That's true. I, you know, I have this thing with mock-ups to be honest, like I'm not, I'm not a fan of them because in a way I feel like it's an opportunity for certain clients that have certain personalities to pick it apart and to really focus on very, very specific details when we really want them to focus on the overall vision. However, that's hard to do when you're just looking at one piece on one table. But then at the same time, it's a good practice run because then we know we're just going to nail it and get it right for the day of the wedding. So, right. but they, I always get a little stressed out leading up I mean, to a yeah, mock-up. I feel like it's, it's yeah, good, that it's makes good, sense. Yeah, it's yeah. good for a sense of scale and it's good for a sense of texture of it. Right. As far as like variety. Yeah. You, know, that, you, can, you can throw it out the window because the flower variety changes by, by the minute, you know, yeah. by, literally yeah. by the day. So it's like, you know, this could be available today, but tomorrow it might not, it might not be here. So do most get, of your clients understand that? For the most part, I, I believe so. Yeah. Handful every year that, that, that don't like that doesn't like, they're the ones that use the word exact. <laughs> they yeah. want to know exactly what they're getting. They don't want any surprises and not that a surprise means it would be something completely different, but they just, they just want to know, uh, they don't want to, they just want to be able to visualize it the best they can in their mind and right. not right. have us, I guess, make any executive decisions without them. So that, that definitely happens. Yeah. But for the most part, I feel like our clients have been more kind of relaxed and flexible and trusting. Absolutely. And, and yeah. we do a good job of communicating if there's anything. Yeah, that's something I've learned the hard way over time. Like just the, the more you communicate ahead, the better. Yeah, so right? there is no surprises. Right. But- yeah. Do clients come to you wanting specific flowers or are they like, I just like this color kind of thing? A little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of um, couples are interested in well-known flowers like peonies, right. Right. but then sometimes they're getting married in October and it's <laughs> like, well, we probably can get them, but really, um, you know, there are other in-season flowers that we can focus on. And so I, right. I have a way that you know, I've gone through it so many times now, you know, I, I am confident in explaining on how, it, how it all works. And, and then there are clients that come with us with specific palettes or they come to us open for ideas. So it's, it's a mixture. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd I, imagine it's, it's nice when a couple comes to you, even with, you know, not much direction and say, I trust you. This is, this is like the idea of what I like, but you know, create, you're the artist kind of thing. Yeah. And, and thankfully that's been happening more. Those are, those are when our best designs come to life. And that's when we right. really have the best kind of creative process in working with our couples. So, but yeah, I don't know. I also try to be realistic about 
our own client expectations, you know, right. how we, because a lot of like what we were just talking about, a lot of, I think people just can't visualize and they don't understand how different elements will come together for the, for the actual day. And so it's, yeah, it's a little bit of, a little bit of everything. Yeah. That's right. the, that's the hardest part of client, client related business is, you know, when they, you can't expect everybody to trust you a hundred percent. Right. And when that's not the case, you know, it puts pressure on you and not that it, it ever turns out bad, but it just puts pressure on you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that's always in the back of your head. And then, then on the flip side, when there's somebody who, who does trust you and, and lets you, lets the reins free, then you just, you just create and then you get into this, this, this flow state, you know, yeah, yeah. it's just a much easier week. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I agree with that. When I have a client that's like, I love your style. This is what I have in mind and create what you think would look beautiful. Um, I think that's when my best work comes out. And I feel more nervous when it's the other way around, when they're, you know, really concerned about the little details. And Mm -hmm. I just, I I think that level of trust is so important. It really is. It is. It's it's hard to gain with some some people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think it just, it comes down to communicating how the process works at the beginning. This way they can make the decision on whether or not you're the right fit for them. Right. Yeah. Because we're always about, oh, you know, trying to find clients that are right are the right fit for us. But I I think it definitely goes both ways. Right. And the way to ensure that is is through just communication. Mm -hmm. So, what kind of questions do you ask them to get an idea if they're the right fit for you? Um, I don't. I just kind of talk about. I guess I don't know if I have like questions that I ask it's, it's just more about explaining to them talking to them about seasonality using right. words like flexibility and just seeing kind of how they react how they respond to that right and if I get the vibe that maybe they're unsure or they're not comfortable then you know I just kind of I, I feel know, like it was it was different two to three years ago mm-hmm. when the brand didn't have enough footing Right. So people weren't really sure of our, you know, our brand. But now I feel like most inquiries, they, they know our brand. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so that, that's the hard part. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's, it's kind of already there as far as like the aesthetic. Like we don't, we're not going to have a conversa- conversation with a couple explaining to them that we don't create traditional domes shaped flowers. Like <laughs> yeah. we're, not, we're not having those conversations not anymore. anymore. No. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. So... That's part of, that's part of every, you know, evolving over time. Right. Yeah. So yeah, eventually you'll attract the people that have, you know, like your style and gravitate toward your style. So more, more likely than not, they'll be a good fit for you. Yeah. And exactly. that's, that's why I think photo shoots are great. Like we just collaborated on a photo shoot recently yeah. and it just was, it was just such a great experience. And I think like, for us, that's really the more you, I think it's great to invest in, in a shoot every once in a while like mm-hmm. that, just to put out content that you want to create stuff that inspires you. And then I, then that's the way you give clients new fresh ideas. Right. Yeah, no, I, I love doing shoots and, you know, sometimes you worry that it's, you know, going to be a good investment, but if you put the time into it and invest 
money in the right things, you'll put out work that people will be attracted to. And I think it's, I think they are good. Yeah. Yeah. On so many fronts. Right. We had a podcast on this and yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's great advertising. It's great collaboration and building relationships. Like it's hard to put a price on that. Yeah. I, I do think that is another part that I like. I find that I learn which vendors I really enjoy working with and who I want to continue to work with and recommend to my clients. So mm -hmm. it's a great test run to me to see how they work and if we work well together. Yeah. Right. So how, how do you go? So relating to floral designers, how do you go about picking a floral designer for your clients? Like, is there, is there a process for that? Um, so for me, I always consider their design and what they're looking for. Um, and in terms of floral design, I'll look at, do they want something a little more classic or are they looking for something a little more loose and wild? And then look at the different floral designers I love to work with and see which ones would, would be a good fit. So it's usually the design that I keep in mind. Mm -hmm. um, and then budget comes in sometimes, but right. uh, most floral designers that I work with are charging around the same. So uh, I think it's mostly the design part and what the floral designers strengths are. So I'm not going to approach a floral designer to do a really classic, simple arrangement if they're a little more wild and carefree with their designs. So I like, I like to choose it based off of their strengths. Right. And it's good you're, it's good you brought up budget too, because that's, that's super important. I mean, we've had, we've gotten inspiration boards from planners that they're, they're showing us like a really detailed design of all of the elements throughout the day, but then the budget is double of what they're proposing to their client without even having a conversation with us first. And right. it, it like, it really amazes me that that happens. Yeah. Um, um, I, I really like to be mindful of my client's budget and I like to be upfront with the floral designers. This is what we're working with. Is yeah. this, is this doable for the, these amount of tables and a ceremony um, with like an arch? So I kind of give a, a little bit of a background of what we're envisioning and if that's doable before I have them create a full proposal because I know those take so much time and um, right. I yeah I definitely like to be upfront with the budget and even with the clients it's not like a fun conversation um, but you need to have it yeah yeah nobody likes to talk about that for sure but it's 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 so important yeah it really is um, I find that clients don't like to talk about the budget. I think either it's like they're nervous that it's, you know, that they need to be spending more or it's just uncomfortable to be talking to their parents about it. So mm. I really try to like to knock that out. One of the first things that we tackle and then everything else can work around it. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. smart. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I used to have kind of my initial phone call with the couple and then not even talk about the budget. This was this was early, early on. And then I would just give them pr the proposal based off of what they wanted and just figured, well, this is what they're asking for. This is going to be the cost. Mm -hmm. But then I just ended up creating all these proposals and wasting so much time, right. my time, their time. So now I, I know that even though I don't 
nobody wants to talk about it. Just the first phone call we bring, I bring up budget, you know, what do you, what range are you comfortable with? And, or what do you have a max budget in mind? Because it's, we, you know, that's, it's definitely important to be on the same page with that before yeah. any steps are taken. Yeah. I like to ask, um, the floral designers to create the budget or create a proposal around the budget. And then if they had any really fun ideas or ways to enhance the, the design, like what would that cost? So the client has an option to go with what's in budget or maybe spend a little bit more and then we'll save in another area. So um, I think that's helpful for the clients to see what the range could be. So if they spent maybe $500 more, this will get them a really cool design in their reception kind of thing. Right. Do you ever have clients who come to you with a budget and then they have um, this vision? Can, because we get quite, a, I mean, a decent amount of inquiries from planners that their client wants this and the budget is so unrealistic. Like it's, it's yes. thousands of dollars <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, I get that all the time. Um, I think the problem is that people see these really elaborate, weddings on Pinterest and Instagram and they're beautiful but they're very expensive and they I just don't think they know what things cost and I think it's just a matter of educating them I think I think they're innocent and in, in wanting it and um, just explaining like well this is what a bouquet typically costs so imagine what that big installation might cost um, mm -hmm. and I think it's just educating them and then they finally understand but it's hard because I know when I talk about the budget and and kind of bring them back to life I think it's I think it's sad for them so yeah, yeah I get biggest, that though yeah that's my biggest thing with like so much social media because it's hard to get it's hard to get the soul of whatever the topic is on uh, on special especially um Instagram you know like whether it's something somebody says or something somebody shows, like you never really get deep into like the context of it. Oh yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean? Yeah. I mean, you never really see the full picture. It's just like a, a false expert expectation. And then just, it, you're right. And you kind of like, you kind of like shatter their dreams and it's. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's sad because it's I, I would love to deliver that for them, but Absolutely. sometimes it's just not, it's just not possible. And for me, I, I think it's very important to have really reliable and professional vendors as opposed to finding a vendor that might not charge a lot, but I'm not sure of their quality of work and if they'll deliver. So I'm, I'm all for going with vendors that maybe they charge a little bit more, but I know that they're going to deliver quality work and they will be on time and they're, you know, I, I can trust them. Right. And I feel like that's hard now because there's so many, at least in our side of the business, there's so many, these new florists have popped up or popping up and they're obviously undercharging, you know, a lot, a lot, right. quite a bit of money. So they're giving these quotes for like, you know, peanuts compared right. to like what it actually costs. And, it's just hard. It's a really, it's a, it's a tough position to be in. Right. Now more yeah. than ever. Now more I than mean, ever. I don't think that if, you know, someone's charging more, that that means that they're 
service is better. Mm-mm. But at the same time, I, I'm very questionable when, you know, you reach out to somebody about creating a proposal and it comes in way below everyone else. It, it, it raises up some flags. So, right. yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's challenging to figure out how to price yourself out. And, but also people like you guys, your work is so reliable and you like, you know, exactly what you're going to get. It's going to be quality flowers and you're going to deliver what you say you will. So I think that is worth something in itself. Yeah, I think so. And I think Instagram helps with that in a way, you know, just kind of explaining to potential clients that, you know, you know, check out our Instagram feed. You can see consistently the types of flowers we use. And because some, some, some of the issue I think is for the couple to hear horror stories from their friends or their family, uh, you know, florists that they've worked with where they've had bad experiences. Oh, they showed up with different flowers. They showed up with different color palettes than I asked for. And then, you know, we just say, well, just look at our feed. Like you can see consistently, like we use a lot of garden roses and ranunculus and, you know, really just the best of the best. And so I, I, I don't know. I like to think that Instagram helps with that a little bit. It kind of brings them into our, our world a little bit more kind of opens it up. Right. Oh, yeah. So, um, so what do you, what do you think um, planners and how can floor um, planners and floor designers work to better together, like work together as a team for their clients, because that's really important yeah. for us, I think. Oh yeah. I mean, that's very important to me too. And I, I really love that question um, because when I look to hire vendors for my clients, I see it as creating a team and I appreciate when other vendors see it that way as well. Um, I think there are so many ways that we could work together. And I think one of the biggest is being on the same page with the design board. So I like to send that ahead of time. Um, And I think it's helpful for the floral designer to see not only what the client has in mind for florals, but how the rest of the design is coming to life so they can keep that in mind as well otherwise I think if you don't see that part you might interpret their vision as something completely different than I do and then we're speaking to two different looks so yeah I'd, I'd imagine that it's helpful for you to see that so when you're proposing vessels or even the type of design styles it, you know, it speaks to what they're looking for. If you're wanting it to be more classic and refined or loose and garden style, I think when you see the full picture of, you know, the entire design that will help you in creating your proposal. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like even when we have clients and I'm asking for all, you know, and they don't have a planner that's sending us a board with all these details. I, and I'm asking, what does your stationery look like? What does your dress look like? And sometimes they're kind of, you know, they always share, but sometimes they're just surprised by all the information that I'd like to know, because it, right. it, it, I think they're surprised by the fact that I find it helpful. Right. You know, yeah. all, all those details, but it, it is because it, it, we want to create a co- cohesive look and the more that we know, the better. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, for me personally too, I want you guys to see everything so that the work that you're producing is cohesive with everything else that it makes sense in the space or you know the 
the bouquet you're creating won't overpower their dress and things like that I think are very important to keep in mind and yeah I think that communication is really helpful yeah communication is huge yeah yeah Yeah, I also when working with floral designers I I really like when their priority is the client experience because that is super important to me so um, not only just delivering what was agreed upon in the contract but going above and beyond and working together and creating that for the client. So if that means providing some extra blooms for styling their invitation suite or even working together and styling something really cool, like with their bouquet. Um, I even have had a florist stay with the bride the entire time to make sure her bouquet was, you know, always in water and looked really full and had Mm -hmm. life to it. So I think just going that extra mile and giving that experience to the clients goes a really long way. And I like to work together with the vendor team to deliver that. Yeah, I agree. I I feel like that's been happening a lot lately for us too with with our actual weddings. It's just always keeping an eye on the bouquet, having extra flowers on hand in case, especially the flowers that we know are more delicate, you know, in case they need to be replaced after, you know, um, if, especially if there's knowing there's a first look, like if I know there's a first look plans, I'm like, okay, I have to kind of keep an eye on this bouquet because it's out of water normal more than it, it would be if there wasn't, right. you know, for, for photos and all of that. So, yeah, so because yeah. then when they walk down the aisle, the bouquet can be droopy and sad looking. Right. Yeah. And you don't want that. And then there's always um, photos that are taken right after the ceremony and then the bouquet doesn't look good for those photos. So, right. So yeah, that's, that's a good point to bring up is just really going the extra mile and just, just caring. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. It's not just coming and delivering the flowers and they look great and then like leaving it's seeing it through and right. like even I always like to ask the floral designer, how did you design this bouquet? What is the front of it? How, like, Mm -hmm. how did you envision it? Um, Because I've actually heard from so many floral designers, they will receive photos back and all the pictures, the bouquets backwards. So, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I like to be mindful of that and really, I don't know, just like take the extra time to, to really make it, perfect and exactly how it was envisioned right yeah wow yeah well it's good you're there to to kind of guide them with that because when we drop off the bouquets we definitely always show the bride how to hold their bouquet because there there is a certain way yeah but then yeah we still happen to get photos back (laughs) it would be nice to always be there with them but sometimes it doesn't doesn't happen depending on logistics and things but but yeah, it's, that is kind of disappointing when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's um, a conversation with the, the bride and also the planner or also the photographer to say, this is right. the front of it. Right. That's true. Yeah. But yeah. I've heard that from a lot of people. So I try to be mindful of that. So it doesn't happen with my clients. <laughs> right. But, yeah, that's great. I love, yeah. I love all this stuff that we're talking about. I know we're we're learning stuff too. We are, of course. Yeah. It's nice talking to you guys too, because I, I don't know. I like to hear your point of view from about these things because there's definitely ways that I think that like you could help me, but um, 
I always like to know like how how can I be of help too like I want to be a team player and make this an easy experience for everybody yeah that's that's so refreshing because I have to be honest like sometimes it's it's not that way when when working with with planners or other vendors it's kind of it's it's hard to put into words it's kind of like a just like a weird vibe that that that's present yeah I mean I feel like especially the day of like they're you know you guys are the quarterback of the day so everybody's turning to you for direction and logistics and whatever whatever timeline or whatever needs to be done you know you're the go-to person and when we work with planners who aren't very like um like to have that like team mindset then it's like then you just feel like i don't know like you just feel so out of place and Mm. Yeah, like unwelcome. no, you're always on edge. Like you're walking on eggshells. You know, yeah. like you feel like you're being bossed around. It's like, right? You know, you know, you know. First of all, you're not my boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And second of all, like we're here as a team. Like we have one goal here, and that's our client. Right. You know, you know, you know what I mean. And I feel like, and it doesn't happen often. It happens very seldomly. But right. when it does, it's it's like it just leaves such a bad taste in your mouth. Like what, you know, what, like, what is this? You know, it's like. Yeah. I've heard that before. I've heard that sometimes not all planners, but occasionally planners can be kind of bossy and demanding on the wedding day. And that's just not a, a warm environment. It doesn't feel like inspiring and exciting. It feels, I feel like it kind of puts you down. Um, And for me, I want all of the vendors to to be doing their best work and enjoy working with me because I don't know it looks also looks good for me too like the clients are happy with me with the vendor recommendations I have and when my vendors are happy then my clients are happy and it's a win for everybody. Absolutely that's right. and that's the goal right I mean yeah. everybody has an, an end game there and some of the time it just does not feel like that. Yeah but, I've, I've heard that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so it's good to know that we're not the only ones that feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wonder, is it me? Is it my personality? Right. right. No. I, I mean, look, that's why I started a business, you know, because I, I want to be my own boss. So right. I hope I just always hoped it wasn't me, just my, me and my personality or my ego getting in the way. But I don't think so, especially now that you know Mike is my partner. You know, we're in this together, and he sees it too. And then right. hearing it from. Some, from someone like you and other floors that we know so and not and not to get it twisted i mean it's not yeah. like we're never open to any criticism criticism right, or right. direction of I mean, I, you know we understand the planner that that's their job you know so but there's a way to approach that absolutely you know mm-hmm. and, and when it's approached properly then it's it just flows so nice everything's smooth and everybody feels good yeah i so. completely agree with you guys on that So, but what about, what about other vendors the day of the wedding? Like have there, like, what are other things that you don't appreciate other vendors would do to complicate things? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things for me is including me in communication. So I, I don't need to be a part of every conversation that the client has with my vendors. Like I definitely want them to have their own relationships with them. But if there are conversations that include anything 
that's like a big decision. Um, I like to be a part of it and kind of need to be a part of it because I have the bigger picture in mind. So things like, you know, will that fit with the floor plan or can that logistically be done in time? Like things like that are really important that sometimes the client might forget because they just are thinking of something super fun and exciting and not really logically thinking, can this actually work? So Mm -hmm. I like to be a part of all of those conversations because if I show up on the wedding day and something was decided and I wasn't aware of it, then maybe I didn't plan for it then, or maybe it won't actually work. And so I like to, I like to be a part of all of those decision-making conversations. And occasionally that doesn't happen. Sometimes there'll be like a phone call or a meeting and um, I probably should have been a part of it. And they're innocent and they're innocent in doing it, but um, it just causes problems and more work for me. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure there's, there's just so much going on and, and sometimes, yeah, even for the client to, or the couple, because they, they're just planning so many things and they're not thinking like, Oh, I should have brought this up. Like this is right. Right. Yeah. I mean, they definitely aren't trying to make it challenging for me. I, you know, I don't think so, but it's, it's tough because then I feel like I come in and I'm like, wait, how, how are we going to do this? And um, I just like to kind of be that sounding board in the beginning. Right. But yeah, so that's one of the things that can be frustrating. Another thing is, um, this is kind of silly, but I create timelines for the wedding day and they're very detailed and I'm very thoughtful in how the day will run. And I, I get pretty frustrated when a vendor doesn't read it and then they'll email me asking me a question and it's like, oh, it's yeah. in the timeline <laughs> or, you know, right. <laughs> I, I don't know, like, I think, I definitely don't think that like vendors need to read my timeline word for word, but I want them to check my work, check that, you know, when I say that the ceremony will be set by 4pm, like, is that realistic for you? And I, I want that to be a conversation and work together and make sure the timeline makes sense. So on the wedding day, there aren't questions like that. And it's, it's, I don't know, it just runs so much more smoothly when everyone's on the same page, and they actually look at the timeline that's so yeah that's such a great point I actually it's funny you bring that up because we had a a wedding um earlier this year where the planner sent us out a timeline and then I was about to email her because the one piece of the logistics I didn't know was what time the reception ended so I was about to email her then I I stopped myself I was like wait a second she just (laughs) sent over this timeline like I just have to read it and sure enough, the information was there. I didn't have to spend my time writing another email. And right. Like, thank goodness I stopped myself because yeah, I'm sure it's so much time on your end is invested in putting together those timelines. And yeah, you know, that, yeah, it's a good point that like vendors should be more mindful of that and, or like be like, be excited to to have that and say, yes, like here it is. It's all laid out, no questions, or maybe there are questions, but yeah, it's all laid out. Well, yeah, it's helpful for me when I am sending it out and then I get feedback on it. So, you know, I usually I'll talk to the photographer ahead of time and we'll even talk on the phone and go through the timeline to make sure it makes sense for them, too. So I definitely don't want it to be like this is the timeline and you have to follow this, but working together and what's realistic for everybody. And 
Um, I like the vendors to be a part of that conversation. So their, you know, their day is considered as well. I don't want to tell them what they have to do, but how can we work together to make this work for everybody? But um, yeah, I, I think when people don't, don't consider the timeline, it's frustrating. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's so important because certain venues have, you know, there's specific times where you could, where you could start a certain project. And, right. And that timeline really comes like, you know, time is your enemy on a, on a day of a wedding. Yeah. You know, so right. it's like, it's so important to really, to really follow that. Yeah. And that's actually something I like to talk to floral designers ahead of time too, because I find that their work can take the longest sometimes. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. some venues will say, ceremonies at 5 p.m. and you can start setting up at three and oh, no. you know what I <laughs> I want to talk to the floral designer ahead of time is this realistic for you do we need to maybe buy more hours for setup or um, do we need to reconsider what we're what we're doing for the client so I think putting importance on that timeline and like what's realistic is so important yeah it's extremely thoughtful because there's, you know, you could go to a venue and, and there's a surprise that, all right, you only have two hours to do this. You're like, what the heck? You know, like yeah. two hours. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, because, like, it just, it goes so much deeper than what meets the eye. And, and that's like, we don't know if we had enough staff on hand. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's such a big part of it. And if we don't know that beforehand and we don't have the proper staff, it, you're doomed. I mean, right. now, yeah. now you're in trouble. So I mean, like, I can't imagine showing up to on a wedding day and figuring out that you possibly cannot deliver what you said you would. So right. I mean, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, never happened. Know, we, we, we never happened. <laughs> but because we, well, because we follow timelines. Right. right. It's like it's so important, and I feel like with certain vendors, it probably is overlooked. Like, right. you know, I'm just going to show up and do what I got to do, and it. Yeah, that, that doesn't work like that. You can't right. just assume that's the way it is. Or even even when there's like a church ceremony, like we've we've learned the hard way that we always have to call in advance and find out what is going on that day, like what time yes. we can come in because we can't always get in early. Sometimes we only have a half hour to set up the church decor because there's a, another event going on. Or it happened earlier so, this year too. Yeah. We just sat in a parking lot for an hour. And a half. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the one time we didn't call, and then we were like regretting it <laughs> yeah it's, it's so true yeah. um because mm -hmm. sometimes they have services in the morning and you just yeah. can't come mm -hmm. in until right before so right yeah i like to get all of that information ahead of time right so maybe you don't have to <laughs> oh, absolutely you don't guess work like, you should never assume yeah but that also like goes back to what i mentioned earlier is working with vendors like you guys who actually consider that stuff and aren't just saying I'll deliver all this for you and then turns out they can't so I think mm -hmm. hiring reliable vendors who are really thoughtful in all parts of their business really makes a difference yeah absolutely 100%, yeah absolutely yeah. any other anything else that you can think of or are those the two main things um I think those are the two main things. Um, I mean, of course, I, I love when vendors are like super 
good to my clients and treat them with kindness and are flexible. Um, You know, when I come across a vendor who is quick to say no, or we can't do that, and they don't come up with solutions, that's frustrating for me. So maybe something isn't possible that my clients want, but what can you do that might be similar? Or um, do you have any other cool ideas? So I like, I love working with vendors that are creative and will take the time to think of solutions or ideas for them. Right, because it's easy to say no, especially if it's something that you're being asked to, to do. Maybe if you're not, if it's something you've never done before, something right. you're not familiar with, it's easy to just be like, no, we can't do that. Yeah, and that's fine if you can't do it, but like, I don't know, be be willing to try something new and come up with a way that you can deliver for my clients. That is That is always so appreciated by me. Yeah, and that goes back to just like, you know, going the extra mile. Really. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I always admired about wedding planners, like good wedding planners, because you're not only managing your client, you're managing all the vendors. And man, that's hard. It, it's, it's hard because we, we just deal with the client. Right. You know, we're not yeah. worried about the photographer or the planner or the stationery. That's not our concern. Mm-hmm. The wedding right. planner, that's our concern. So we appreciate you and, you know, other well-established and well organized planners because it's 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 a tough job yeah they deserve a lot of love and a lot of a lot of appreciation well that's nice to hear are there are there (laughs) i'm actually curious are there things that planners can do or that i could do to better serve you or like what are your pet peeves that planners would do i mean based the only thing that for me anyway is what i spoke about before is like when they don't take us on as like a teammate they take us on more like their employee or something right (laughs) yeah just not being not being kind not having that warm kind of um feeling about them like you were describing before actually you know my biggest thing is and this irks me to like no end (laughs) is that planners who they automatically yes their client yeah with, with whether it's and now I can't speak for photographers or anything, but something that's like floor related. If a client comes to you and says, I want this and you, and, and, and the planner is just like, okay, without even communicating that with right. the florist. So like, and now we're here, you know, we're here like, what the heck? Like, and then you're the bad guy. Do, we can't yes. do that. Or, right. or they just put us in a bad spot with like last minute, like ordering of something, right. like, you know, it drives us crazy. Oh, that actually just brought up something. It drives us crazy. Yeah. Like, like, just have the decency to ask us before you yes your client. Right. Like, you, you don't just, because we get that quite often. Yeah, that does. It happen happens a lot. a lot. Yeah. Like, the, the planner will just, they just, they're yes people. Like, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And they, I get it. Your client, you, you want to do, you, you want to go above and beyond and satisfy their dreams and satisfy their vision. But you, there has to be some sort of, like, reality to this right absolutely i definitely agree with you on that it's just it's not realistic Mm -hmm. and then we have to come in and then we're the bad guys right Right. that's not right that's not fair you know no it's not i like to say to my sorry i like to say to my clients like if they come to me with something last minute i'll say something i'm not sure if this is possible but i will look into it and get back to you and then have a private conversation with the vendor like can we make this happen if not 
um, can we do something else or what, like, what are your ideas? So I try not to get the client involved in that because then it might look bad on the vendor or, you know, I just like to, to figure it out on my own and then get back to them. But God, I love to hear that. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. yeah. So important. Another thing that I, I've realized lately is that um, our our policies are not being respected, like our, our payment policies. So, oh, wow. and I don't know if this is off. You you let you let us know because you work with different florists. But we we like to have our proposals finalized three weeks in advance. So yep. at that point, you know, we start ordering anything that we need, any vessels and additional right. candlelight that may be beyond our current inventory, because it takes time to ship these, and and it's not like we have a total of three weeks to do this. It's actually less than that because we're having everything come in the weeks, the week or two weeks before the wedding so we can prep and clean and make sure nothing's right. broken. So it's not like we have up until the day before the wedding to do all this. So right. it's actually not three weeks, but I guess in the minds or of a client it, it is, but they're not understanding really how that works. Yeah. But I just find that a lot of our payments are late and there's just like no like nobody is paying attention to the timeline on our end with like payment being paid and details being finalized, stuff like that. Yeah. That actually surprises me a little bit because for me as a business owner, like I'm on a, I have a payment schedule for my clients and I want to respect the payment terms for my vendors as well. So I have a full like calendar and schedule of when payments are due and they get a week reminder of when their payment is due. And I, I definitely find that to be important because then that puts you guys in a bad position if you're not getting your payment when you need it. So um, yeah, that's really important to me. And I think three weeks is definitely reasonable. And I've even mm -hmm. seen four weeks. So I don't think you are, I don't think you are asking for anything unreasonable in that. Um, yeah. And I try to talk to my clients very regularly, like, what is your guest count looking like? And are we coming in higher than we anticipated? And then I'll shoot the florist an email and say, just an FYI, it looks like we're coming in a little bit higher, just so they have some sort of idea of um, we might need more vessels than you've already ordered or, you know, just to give them a little bit of a heads up so they can plan accordingly too. Right. That actually happened recently with the wedding that we have together in October. Right. That the, the guest count was increasing and, and that was really helpful to know. Right. Even though it was just by a couple tables, it, it still was good to know kind of like where we where we were at right. with things. Right. Even if it takes you, you know, more time for design or something like that. It's nice right. if the if the vendor has a little bit of knowledge of that before like the week of. Right. Like if, if, if I know that I can do 15 centerpieces on my own, but then it goes up by a few, I might be like, all right, you know what, it might, this might be, it might be a good idea to bring on another freelancer this way. I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, overwhelmed. Right. It'll, things will get done faster. And right. so like, even if it's just a few tables, sometimes it's, it's, it is helpful to know. So we can yeah. kind of just plan around that. Exactly. Yeah. The sooner the better. Yeah. Cause freelancers aren't there. They're not always available yeah <clears throat> they broke right. up fast and then we're, we're a victim to sourcing right so that's another thing it comes into play it's like we only have so much control right and i mean you're also dealing with uh 
you're also dealing with perishable products. So exactly, right. you need to set up your vendors for success and give them, you know, as much information as you have as, as you get it. Yeah, well, we definitely appreciate your understanding and empathy. <laughs> it's, it goes a long way. It really does. Yeah. And I feel like a lot to learn from, from that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So why don't, so anything else that you want to add or talk about? No, I mean, I feel like, yeah. I feel like we, we had a great conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's over an hour. It's, it's yeah. the over hour mark. Yeah, I could talk for much longer, but <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, great. Well, why don't you tell everybody that's listening where they can find out more about you and your services, where they can say hello to you online? Sure. So, um, my website is CameronBrookEvents.com. Um, you can reach out to me there or um, on Instagram at CameronBrookEvents. I'm also on Facebook and Pinterest. So can kind of find me wherever but say hello okay no, great we're gonna link all these in our show notes yeah and obviously tag on uh, instagram and stuff yeah great so this is really great cameron thank you so much for doing this during wedding season of and course. uh really appreciate your time yeah thank yeah. you so much for having me yeah all right so we'll talk to you soon all right thanks, okay. thanks cameron thank bye. you bye, bye.